And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Welcome to the NBA Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. Ding, ding. How about we can just watch basketball? I like that idea. Hello and welcome to the Daily Ding on the Athletic NBA Show. I'm Dave Before here with Moda Keel. For your Thursday night update, coming up, Luca works his magic in Brooklyn and the Warriors handle the heat. Before we start, don't forget you guys can get this podcast without ads by subscribing at theathletic.com slash NBA show. Mo, Luka Doncic and the Mavericks go into Brooklyn and get a victory. Second night of a back-to-back for Brooklyn and Dallas takes them to overtime. They win 129-105 to 105, thanks to Luka Doncic's 41 points. 14 assists and 11 rebounds. And Mo, three of those assists were on three made threes in overtime, and that was the game. Like, I mean, we can we can go through the first four quarters, and we will. But the real game was Luca flipped a couple passes behind his back. Guys hit shots. This is the story of the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah, I mean, Maxi Kleba and and Reggie Bullock hit a couple of big threes off Luca Dimes. And to be honest, the the Nets just were not able to defend Luca. They had no answer for him. In any way, shape, or form, he destroyed anybody they put in front of him. It did not matter. Royce O'Neal, Ben Simmons. Uh, they even got so desperate putting Utah Watanabe on him. Like, it was just a uh, uh, a disaster for them defensively. And in in overtime, it's just shocking to me some of the mistakes they make. You know, listen, when Luka gives up the ball, you got to go deny him. Just deny the hell out of him. You can't let him get the ball back. And that's exactly what... What they did, he gets the ball back off of a dribble handoff. That's one of the threes he gets. Then flips it right back to Kleba for a three. I mean, that's what kind of opened it up. And then overtime just wasn't any close. Yeah, a little bit of a nerder preview here, but the Mavs were plus 20 with Luka on the court. I mean, he he's by far and away their most important player. And to your point, there was no ball denial when he gave the ball up. He rarely gives it up, Mo. And with good reason, because look at what he does. Look at what they allow him to do when he has the ball in his hands. So, you know, I, I thought that this was a continuation of that. Spencer Dinwiddie was big in this game. As a matter of fact, the Mavericks hit 20 of their 43-point attempts. And, and, Mo, that's the recipe for success for them. They have to stick those. Yeah, and, you know, the the key, more important thing is when you're saying, like, they Luka doesn't give up the ball, it's because he can't. They don't have anything else. And you saw it in this game. He would go to the bench with the lead and come back into the game, and the Nets would have the lead. That's when the Nets were making their runs. Every time Luca would go to the bench, there's a new run because the offense begins to sputter. This is exactly what, you know, again, nerder preview, but this is exactly the problem for the Mavs. It's not when Luca's on the floor, you know, and I, I do think they need to find a way to, to, to alleviate that when he's on the floor. But the bigger issue is when he goes to the bench, who's going to create? Because none of them are doing it, and it's a disaster. I mean, they almost blew this game because of that. And I, I will say this, the bench for, for the Mavs did have a nice game, but 
mostly with Luca. Maxi Kleba looked great. He had 15 points off the bench. Tim Hardaway Jr. had 18 off the bench. Christian Wood with 11, which is you know a little bit lower than what we're used to from Christian Wood at this point, but still a nice game. They even got 10 points from Josh Green off the bench, and it seems like Luca is the key to this whole thing. And Mo, look, we're we're not gonna. This is game five or whatever it is. We're not gonna start worrying that that this is a consistent problem for them yet. But you know, I mentioned Spencer Dinwiddie played pretty well, but he played well with Luca. But when Luca wasn't on the court, I, I, he wasn't nearly as effective. I, I think they're still missing that one guy. I, I don't know if he's on the roster though. No, he's not because he'd be playing right now. Like it'd be, it, we we wouldn't be having this part of the conversation if that was the case. I think it's more just the concerning issue is you know the the mileage you put on Luca and having to do all of this and I think that's the stuff where I watch where I'm kind of concerned about this team and it's going to be really fascinating to watch as they go through the season how they address that yeah and on the other side of the ball for the Nets it was the second night of a back-to-back of course they played it in Milwaukee you know the night before and, and Mo I don't know man one of my big takeaways from watching the Nets so far this season is that they don't show up often enough. I mean, you could say maybe three quarters of the possessions of a game, even you don't have five guys fully attentive and showing up and, you know, down the stretch of this game and in particular in overtime, I thought that it fell apart, but there were parts even in the middle of the game where, where they were just blowing assignments for no good reason. Yeah. I, I want to just start with the fact that they're, they're a switch everything team and Luca feasted on Patty Mills in the post. Even when Kyrie would switch onto him, Luca would just go to work on these guys. And you know what? He should. He has a size advantage on them. He would crush them. And it was just opening up opportunities after opportunities like that. They continued to make these these switches and putting themselves in bad situations defensively. After that, you know, there there were times where, you know, Simmons would switch onto him and he would be just very, very passive in guarding Luca, whether it was concerned about foul trouble or whatnot. There was only one possession where I really felt like he got into Luka and forced a turnover, and it's shocking watching this stuff. I thought defensively they just were very passive as a team and and, and weak even, and I think that's something that they have to really start looking into and addressing because they can't be a switch-everything team. You can't do that when you have Patty Mills on the court. You can't do that with Kyrie Irving on the court. It's not going to work for your team defensively. And you can't waste games where your two best players combine for 78 points, Mo. I mean, you just, excuse me, 76 points. You you just cannot waste that type of performance from Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving on the offensive end, but they're part of the defensive problems too. <laughs> you know, so it, it's, uh, it's a team game. Uh, let's talk about Ben Simmons. How'd you feel about the Nets coming out early, trying to get him touches in the post to get a bucket? He got a bucket early, took a couple shots. Seemed like they were just trying to get him to touch the ball as often as possible with scoring opportunities early on, do you feel like this is a good strategy for, for Ben Simmons? Yeah, but it's something that has to continue to happen in the second half. Like when you look at the second half numbers, right? Ben Simmons only took two shots in the second half. That's not, that's not going to cut it. You know, it's, 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 it's simple, but you know, the, the aggression from Simmons, it's got to come from him wanting to do it. You know, we've seen it at this point. For many years, you know, he's been very stubborn about sh- not shooting all everything that goes into it. So, you know, they, they made a focal point, made a point very first play to get him a post touch and have him kind of go there. And he made a little righty hook shot. It's it's 
it's something that you don't want to have to be that team that like I have to get my guy touches early. You want to be able to find stuff within the flow of the offense. It's a bit difficult for the for them to get going in that sense, you know. And in this offense, he doesn't need to be a focal point. He doesn't need to take 15 shots a game unless they're actually there. But he needs to be aggressive because when he's aggressive like that, that will find opportunities for the other guys. And that's the thing that he's not doing. Him being passive on offense is hurting other guys like getting Mills an open three, getting Royce O'Neal an open look. It's, it's, those are the guys that are going to suffer because of his passivity. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. In the later national TV game, the Warriors beat the Heat 123 to 110. It's another national TV game (coughs) where one of the teams is on the second night of a back-to-back mode. It feels a little unfair, especially since... One of those teams is the Miami Heat. And their guys, their main guys are taxed enough as it is. And Jimmy Butler had 20 points in the first half of this game and then looked exhausted for the for the second half. He, he essentially looked like that photo from the bubble. Do you remember when he's leaning yeah. over the stanchion and he's exhausted? That's how he looked to me in the second half of this game. Just didn't have his legs. And frankly, uh, he didn't get much help. Yeah, I mean, this is one of those situations where it's almost you'd almost kind of call it a schedule loss, even this early in the season, you know, for folks that want to kind of talk about like, oh, they fly private or whatever that stuff. They probably didn't get into their hotel. And I mean, just arrive at the hotel till about 3 a.m. last night flying down from Portland. And Jimmy Butler's getting up at 4 a.m. to hit the gym. So, yeah, so he only slept. So he didn't even sleep. Let's just be honest. Jimmy did this with no sleep. No, I, I think it's a matter of they got going early in the first half, and then they just got tired at the end of the day. And they, the, the problem for this Miami team is they still don't have an answer for replacing P.J. Tucker. You know, that's that's a gaping hole at the four spot. You know, Caleb Martin's a guy. He's good, but I don't know if that's reliable. Uh, D- Dwayne Dedman's out with the illness or injury, I think. It's it's whatever it is. He's out. So now your big man you're going to off the bench is, is Nikola Jovic, a rookie. That's that's challenging to count on. Like they don't have anything really dependable right now coming out of the four spot. Yeah, and I'll give them credit, man. I mean, you know, look, if you're going to get something from the Miami Heat, it's going to be toughness, and they're going to play hard. And they were in this for three quarters, and then Steph Curry happens as it so often does. Ten of his thirty-three points in the fourth quarter. He had nine assists, seven rebounds. I mean, you know, I, I said it. He looks as good as he did in the finals last year. I think Steph. Could be on an MVP run this season. He he is fantastic, and he offers the Warriors the opportunity to play development minutes, Mo, in the regular season. Yeah, I mean it's critical for this team. You know, like look, we know what Clay Thompson is going to be. Although he he needs to get in back into a rhythm and a flow, we know what Draymond Green is. You want to kind of rest him. We know what Andrew Wiggins is going to be. Even Looney. We don't know anything about James Wiseman. We don't know much about Moses Moody. 
You know, it's, it's, it's important to get those guys a lot of opportunities on the court in terms of development. And it's a nice luxury to have, right? Okay, if things start to go wrong, we could just bring Steph Curry in and he'll just go completely nuts. I mean, Dave, did you see the play where he had Tyler Hero literally dancing on the floor? Like, it was, just wasn't even fair. Like, it wasn't just that he scored 10 points in the fourth quarter. It was how he did it. It was demoralizing for Heat players getting their asses kicked. Well, you could tell he took it personally that they had Tyler Hero guarding him. And and I think that if you see after that one three where where he had him dancing, he looks at Jordan Poole, he looks at the bench, you know, he pounds his chest. That was some that was some fire out of Steph Curry that we don't usually see until the playoffs, right? Like he took it personally. You're gonna try to guard me with this guy? I practice against Jordan Poole all day. This is gonna be a breeze. Well, they're both about as good defensively, so it's probably just a normal day for him. But exactly. The, but I think the uh, I think the one thing I want to talk about a little bit more is Wiseman. I thought he was really good in this game. Uh, you know, there's going to be ups and downs, but I thought, look, he went 5-8 from the field, 10 points. He had a really strong role for a dunk. He had an opportunity out of the dunker spot for a, a, another dunk, was, was crashing the offensive glass. Like, I kind of like what he brought to the table. This is important, again, when we talk about development minutes. This is one of the guys that's really important for them going forward. Yeah, that little dump off that he took from the dunker spot and and actually dunked, I I really thought that that was his highlight of the game. You know, one of the things that we want to see out of young bigs is force. And and what I like from him out of the gate, and this is, again, a little bit of a nerder preview. We're going to talk about Wiseman. But the one thing that I really do like from him out of the gate is that often he is trying to dunk the basketball, and that is a mindset thing that's hard to teach. I mean, you know, we can go to Phoenix and, and you know, talk about DeAndre Ayton and how they wish that he would do that more often. Well, it seems as if the Warriors have at least gotten that through to Wiseman. Uh, what do you think about the other guys? I mean, you know, I think Moses Moody is a little bit too good to be considered a development player, but he's still coming off the bench and giving them quality production and looks like, you know, sixth, seventh starter for this team. Well, I think it's it's still early in that, but I think this is a a a start. Like we've talked about this before, the Warriors' offense is hard to kind of figure out and learn because a lot of it's so intuitive and things in, in terms of the movements and stuff like that. This is a second year in the program, so now he's kind of getting a little more trust and a little more opportunities to to make up for it. It's he he looks pretty good. I still think he's got a little bit more ways to go in terms of finding the nuances of it, but he's going to get right in that that flow of things. And if he does. It's going to be huge for the Warriors. Yeah, and Jermichael Green had another big offensive rebounding night. I mean, if there's know? ever a perfect fit for this team, it's like it feels like every year they just find one dude that just one minimum guy or, 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 or low-salary vet player that everybody kind of whiffs on, and he's just the perfect fit for, for them. You know, Nemanja Belalica last year, now this year it's Jermichael Green. It's, it's, I'll be fascinated to who it is next season. He's already throwing those little hip check butt screens that Looney is like perfect at. Jermichael Green is like if you took Andrew Wiggins and Kevon Looney and you threw him into that machine from the fly, right. that's what would come out is Jermichael Green. So perfect fit for the Warriors. That's going to do it for today's show, folks. Thank you guys for listening. Keep it locked in. We got Nerder She Wrote coming up next. Mo, let's get out of here. Ding, ding.
As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.